Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello, and welcome to this, what I will go ahead and say will be the greatest episode of What Did I Miss ever put together. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers not only impressed us, but I believe impressed the world with his decision and choice to perfectly execute the character of Cameron Poe from Con Air, played by Nicolas Cage, upon his arrival to camp. And because of that, we were inspired to then dedicate an entire episode of this podcast to Nick Cage, but not just Nick Cage, NFL quarterbacks playing Nick Cage, playing other characters. It's a recasting like you've never seen before. Gabe, word on the street is you know more about Nick Cage than you know about your own family. Is that correct? (laughs) Yes, that is probably correct. I also spent more time with Nick Cage in the past 24 hours than my family. <laughs> Whoa, that's a weird It was sentence. me, some stuff that's legal here in California, <laughs> and uh, some Nick Cage, and I am ready to roll. You're censoring um, Pedro Pascal in his newest movie. Correct. Oh, yeah. By the Hang way, out. saying legal in California doesn't narrow it down to a lot of things, uh, <laughs> considering where I am. So that being said, Jerome is here because Jerome mm-hmm. is a movie connoisseur. Paige has seen that, three movies in her whole life. She's worthless to us today, but we This would be the the worst possible show to have Paige on. (laughs) It really would. But knowing that she's watching us say that brings warm feelings to my heart. I'm also going to lean on Jerome because some of these, quite frankly, were very difficult for me. I know the characters. I know what they're about. But then trying to sort of transform them into NFL. And by the way, current and or former NFL quarterbacks, not all that easy. So we're going to get things started and we are going to start with what I believe to be one of the top five entertaining Nick Cage movies in existence, which, shh, should I do my Sean Connery? <laughs> Is that what that was? <laughs> Is that it? No. Oh. Hold on. Yes, I'm Sean Connery. Okay, perfect. So that is The Rock. Nick Cage played a character named Stanley A Good Speed. Oh, yeah. All right, Jerome, take it away. All right. So um, the first thing that we have to acknowledge here is there are a million Nick Cage movies. So for anyone who wants to come at us at the end of this and say, like, you missed X movie. Well, we're going to miss like 3000 movies that we easily could have recasted. But we made our kind of finite pick. We're going to save our C block to allow both Michelle and Paige to um, Paige, Michelle and Gabe, sorry, to be able to uh, go through what are their honorable mentions. But we're going to start off with, I think this is actually, Beads, this is the one your favorite. Mm-hmm. We're going to The Rock. Yeah! And Stanley Goodspeed. Uh, I, I've been mean? looking up a, a number of different quick one-liners. He is a mild-mannered biochemist who was sent to infiltrate Alcatraz. I mean, if you're going to infiltrate Alcatraz, you're going to need a good quarterback for it. Uh, if Gabe, you're going to say it, infiltrate, <laughs> then you better just start with, I'm Canadian. Whoa, what is that pronunciation? <laughs> God, good sweet nose. <laughs> God, um, onward, onward we go. A eh? uh, Gabe, 
Uh, you've been spending quite a bit of time with Nick Cage. I feel like you have a pretty strong take as to where, yeah. like, who should be Stanley? Who do you have? Most of these I did not need to do any research on. That's I just insane, right. by the way. Yeah, I just instantly kind of knew. So my my interpretation of Stanley as a character is this is like a complete nerd. Like no one really believed in him. Nobody really saw anything coming from him. But he gets thrust into this situation. And as soon as he gets the chance to be a star, what do you know? He is. Mm. All right. He's okay. a dominant superstar that we now would never question. But here's the thing. He's actually sneaky, not even the best in his division or this movie. That's Sean Connery. The guy who's going to play <laughs> Stanley is Justin Herbert. Ooh! Justin Herbert. I thought okay. he was a nerd, but he's a friggin' stud. First of all, why would you think Justin Herbert was a nerd? He looks like a serper boy, which of course is another Nick Cage character. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him. He, he comes off like a real dork leaving Oregon. But by okay. the second end, the end of the second year in L.A., we're like, this guy is an absolute stud. He's a top tier quarterback at this point in league. You're like, I mean, let, him, let him send some nukes at Alcatraz. I trust him. Well, as Sean Connery. I'm going to do mine as Sean Connery. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sean, when is I Sean, Sean Connery. <laughs> when, for the, for those who are not watching the video, this is actually Sean Connery in the studio right now, uh, stepping in to give us. May he rest, their, Jerome. May he right, rest. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite characters of all time was Stanley Goodspeed. He was a biochemist, and he was cerebral. And only one man who's been quarterback in the NFL comes to mind. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, he went to Harvard. Yes, he went to Harvard. He's smart. We all know he went to Harvard. But not just that. He had a side to him that had a cult following unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life. And I feel like if there was ever going to be someone who would slip from their role in the NFL into the role of Stanley Goodspeed, where you are smart, you're a scientist, you have to adapt and then save the world, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He Fitz had that the Fitz magic is sort of like that Goodspeed. You know that side of him that comes out where he's like, I forgot his wife's name. He's like, she was the prom queen. Yes. You know, like he had, Fitz yes. had that. Yeah. Right. God, that's good. Okay. Okay. I mean, All right. I like did, that. Did you have a side casting for Sean Connery in that for case? For Sean Connery. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's, uh, I just blanked on his name. What is the brother's name of the coach of the Jets that we liked? Rex Ryan and. Oh, Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan. <laughs> Wait, now it sounds like a pirate. Never mind. Uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> you've got it so many different directions with the Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean Connery's oh, ghost. If you're anywhere listening, that was not can, good. Can you just give me like a quick finding force or like you're the man now, dog? <laughs> Shut up, Jerome. Fair Go enough. on to the next one. This I is Beatle doing, I think Daryl Hammond doing Sean Connery <laughs> on SNL. I don't think yeah. this is anything close. Says you. We're, we're just in there as like Will Ferrell, just yeah, like you guys blank are just like staring. Like what? Unfortunate bystanders. <laughs> All right, on to the next movie. All right. Go. We are looking to steal the Declaration of Independence. Damn We're right. casting in National Treasure, Benjamin Franklin Gates. Beads, I'm going to start with you on this one. So this one was a little difficult for me, mainly because I was trying to go literal, mm -hmm. and that was not easy to do because I wanted to find a history major because that is what this character was. National Treasure, Benjamin Franklin Gates, came from a long line of treasure hunters, his whole 
goal in life was, and carried down from his grandfather, was to retrieve treasures from them and then return them to their rightful owners being the United States of America. So nobody fits that, right? (laughs) So then I did the next best thing I could do. And it was weird because it's not a person that I necessarily think of often. However, I have seen his grill on my television set quite a few times in the past week or so. He was, I believe, an economics major at Baylor University. He graduated with a 367 GPA, political science, excuse me. And if there's anybody qualified for that, it would be Benjamin Franklin Gates, played by Robert Griffin III. I like it. I like it. Do you know how hard it is to find NFL quarterbacks (laughs) majors? Apparently, that's not the first thing people want to know. But like with Robert Griffin III, you have like still the same cadence of a Benjamin Franklin Gates that I I really like there. It made sense. So you found an academic. Yes, I found an academic because honestly, nobody's playing the role of Benjamin Franklin Gates and, and faking being an academic. You have to be one. You have to know everything about right. everything. Right, right. And that's tough. Which Nicolas Cage does. That's yes. why he yeah, yeah. got the yeah. part. Yeah, So obviously. we're not going to find anyone better than him at this role. But no, <laughs> I, I will say that our methodology is a little different. Again, let's remember I was doing this uh, while yeah. using substances that are legal in California. <laughs> so I kind of was in a different headspace than you, Beetle. I wasn't oh, I can't Googling. Wait. Or searching for facts. Yeah, I did There's, homework, Gabe. I did real yeah, homework on this. I didn't do that. I uh, so I, I was thinking, you know, let's be honest. When they cast that part, mm-hmm. they they weren't thinking Nick Cage. Like this was probably something they wanted Tom Cruise to do. You think? Oh. Or or Tom Hanks? I don't know. Or One Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I, I don't like a Brendan think Fraser, it was yeah. Nick Cage. I think a couple of guys weren't quite able to make it work, okay. and they went with him. And then what do you know? It was a perfect fit. It worked beautifully. It was just the exact right time for both of them. So I think. Oh, I see where you're going. Matt Stafford. It, you know, <gasps> nobody would have said that Matt Stafford and the Rams were going to click and be this great this fast. But it just works, man. Right so person, even if right they time. wished it had been Tom mm-hmm. Hanks or Tom Cruise or Tom Brady, <laughs> it's Stafford oh, and it works. I can't wait to see where you put Tom Brady if you put <laughs> Tom Brady. He's coming. Oh, He's I, coming. I, I just almost want to guess where you put him. Okay, I like that. That's a all good right. one. That all makes sense all right. to me. If we can all just have like, just kind of take a deep breath, a moment of silence. Like it's about to get really somber in here. Yes, Uh-oh. seriously. We're leaving Las Vegas. I can't do this one. I, <laughs> I, I cannot do this one. We, we already hit an impasse. We're only three uh, picks in. Yeah. Ben, the character of Ben Sanderson, anyone who knows the movie, uh, it is dark. Yeah. It is. It is dark. It is a uh, a man who is drinking so himself to death in Las Vegas. Now, we talked about this pre-show. Gabe, with all his <laughs> infinite wisdom and influences, he, he's got a take. I, I don't know how you did this. I, well, I think, you know, at risk of making light of a pretty serious situation in of the course. movie, it's let's just say it was fiction. Um, hmm. A guy who I think by the end of this season is really just going to be fed up and hate himself and hate life and, you know, really wish that everything in his life had gone differently is Daniel Jones. And I think, you know, I could see him stepping into this role and relating to the just like, what am I doing here? How did this happen? This team is a mess. I'm not what I thought I was. I just I got nothing going here. That's what I think. Daniel Jones. That's pretty good. That's actually. 
really we could good. we could make it a bit of like a happier like maybe more just like a person who's very introspective about where their life is right now yeah he's contemplative yeah. i not, could see that yeah not I as could dark see that as being... the movie goes well the thing is had baker mayfield not gotten a job oh. already that was mm. going to be mine 100 mm. percent right but, but he... the real life ruined my pick for casting ben from leaving las vegas yeah because honestly, to try to cast it literally, I mean, look, the guy who wrote the book that the movie's based on actually killed himself in real life. So like the whole thing is just wrapped in sadness and depression. But the movie itself is a remarkable work of art. And so I actually like yours because I didn't know how to do it. I was taking it too literally and it was too hard. Yeah, well, that would be I don't think we want to make jokes about the, the literal no. part of this movie. No, but I just all. think Daniel Jones is going to feel like this this year has been really terrible for me. I'm not feeling good about this. He's going to want a really good vacation when it's over. Yeah. There not to Las Vegas. No. Not to Las Vegas. Got it. As Michelle and I can both attest uh, <laughs> Las Vegas. Like, Las Vegas is good, but not for feeling better about yourself. Yeah. Not at all. Now, Brian Dayball could turn things around the way that the movie couldn't. Brian Dayball right. could turn, you know, Daniel Jones into what the Giants were hoping for when they used a first round pick on him. But I don't okay. think it's going to happen. OK, there you go. <laughs> OK, let's get out of there. Let's get out okay. of as quickly as quickly as possible. We're going to be gone in 60 Ooh. seconds out of oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Memphis reigns. Uh... Say it again, Memphis. <laughs> Beads, we'll start with you. I feel like this is a much happier note that you'll be more than enthusiastic to actually come back into. So Memphis Reigns uh, is a character in Gone in 60 Seconds, played magnificently, of course, by Nick Cage. He is a former car thief. Some would say the best car thief in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's in retirement until his brother Kip goes and screws it all up. Now, who is someone that we know that wasn't a perfect character by any stretch of the ima imagination, but he did retire, kind of, or at least he left one team. Oh, I like But this. then he wanted to come back to another team and maybe try to save it. Yes. Of course, in our version, it didn't work out the way it did in the movie. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you old number four, the gunslinger, Brett Favre! <laughs> Give me Favre, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> got him in, guys, I got him in. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, now I feel silly saying mine. No, it's no, that's my good. only good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Brett Favre would be so good. All right, so here's one where I actually, we flipped, Beads. You went okay. with kind of a feel, kind of just go for the personality type. Here's one where I did go a little bit more literal. Ooh. Um, I picked someone who's got a ton of swag, who could carry the part, looked like he was going to be sort of a franchise guy. When this movie hmm. came out, you were like, okay, I could see a few of these being a thing. Mm -hmm. But then guess what happens? The Fast series starts a year <gasps> later. That's right. It just basically blows this thing away. It's, it makes it irrelevant. It pushes it out of the spotlight. And the one that could have been is now scrounging, replaced by a bigger star. So I had Baker Mayfield playing this <gasps> part. I think he could, he could play uh, it easily. He has the swag to steal 60 cars in an hour or whatever absolutely. it was. <laughs> but it just he, it wasn't meant to be, and he's gone That's already. a good one, though. Yeah. I like that interpretation of it, honestly. Uh, well. Yeah, I like that. I never even thought about it, that, that that was built up to be a franchise and then Fast came along and They just it. were like, nope, we Not only need room. one like this. Which is odd because as a person who likes cars, I preferred the cars in 60 seconds more than yeah. I'm not an American muscle car person. I like the other stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. a traitor to my nation is what they would say. 
Well, and then as the budgets got bigger on the fast movies, oh. the cars got even better. But yeah, early on, Gone in 60 had a lot of good rides. Oh, it did. Good stuff in there. And a good cast. Let's not forget a great yeah. cast. Okay. Definitely All so. Right. I mean, if anything we've learned so far in four picks, it's there's just such a range of possibility yeah. because <laughs> the range that is Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to get to our next four, but we're going to do that after this break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back. We are casting, sports casting, maybe our best sports casting beads. Maybe. Maybe, we don't know yet. We're sports casting Nick Cage movies using current and former NFL quarterbacks. Like we said off the top, a million Nick Cage movies. We tried to narrow it down. It's impossible. Definitely send us back your picks when we get through this podcast. But we'll get back into it right now. Uh, This might be my favorite Nick Cage Mm. character. It's Caster Troy in Face Off. Say it again, Jerome. What is it? Caster Troy. Damn right. Great name. Great name. Honestly, like what we've come across also so far, great character names, period, for all of like Nick Cage's characters. Look, as somebody who's written a character name, uh, Cooper Tucker uh, obviously will go down as one of Hollywood's best character names. Mm -hmm, I am mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. familiar with what it takes to have the right formula to make a name work. And some of these are all-time greats. Caster Troy is an all-time great name. Burgeoning screenwriter Michelle mm-hmm. Beadle approves. Thank you. Casting director Michelle Beadle, who do you have for Caster Troy? So this one was difficult, uh, just like all the others for me, because again, while we love the NFL and we love the gentlemen who have entertained us through the course of the decades past, nobody compares to Nick Cage when it comes as the ultimate entertainer. So it's already very difficult to sort of fill those shoes. That being said, Caster Troy is a villain, but the villain that you love to love. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me, more times than not, you actually cheer for the villain. Because Caster Troy is a man, he's got high intellect, he's a marksman, high pain tolerance. Some would say he might be a little bit crazy about that. Um, He's a great leader. Now, is he leading wonderful people? No. Is he leading them? Yes. Are football teams made up of all sorts? You damn Right, they are. And he's got moments of, of humanity in him that sort of peeks through. The pain tolerance and the injuries, that really could apply to any quarterback. But I was trying to think of someone who, over the course of the years, sort of played both the good guy and the bad guy to a lot of people. And I went back a minute, and I went to the great American city known as Chicago, and I picked Jim McMahon. Whoa. Because I believe... He has what it takes, the looks, the vibe, the style, and the ability to make people love or hate him that a caster Troy needs. Wow. 
That was perfectly <laughs> described, but not <laughs> not the person I ultimately thought would get the role. But that's how it is with Nick Cage movies. That's, that's how it is. <laughs> and then he just surprises you. You're like, wow, I did it again. Did it again, buddy. Yeah, so I, I'm going to say some similar sort of assessments of the character, but I come to a very different conclusion. So okay. let's remember the plot of this movie. This is a very, very bad guy very. masquerading as a good guy, mm. right? He's an evil, cheating, dangerous person. Oh, it's extortion. Settle down. Pretending to be a family guy on the right side of the law. Yeah. All right. And yes, I agree with you. Some people are fooled into falling in love with this guy along the way. <laughs> but let's just be very clear-eyed about this. He is a sociopath <laughs> and a liar <laughs> and a cheater deep uh -oh. down. Whatever his oh, face no. might show you, that's <laughs> what he is. So guess what? It's Tom Brady. Tom oh Brady is God, playing Caster Troy. I'm not falling for it. I know who you are it's under so, there. Sociopath. <laughs> well, we might as well stop time. the podcast here. There's it like, was a matter of time before we got. Nothing better than that. That's, okay. that's brilliant. Um, wow, it I turns mean, off Caster Troy is the best character of all time. <laughs> and you know what? Tom Brady is the most talked about, memorable character in NFL history. And as much yeah. as I, as a pained Jets fan, can't stand him, you know what? A lot of people love him. So that's why not? true. I mean, that's true. Given that's a good this, one. I think we just have to cast Gabe as the John Travolta, Sean Patrick oh, character opposite. Yes. <laughs> as he just guts me and yeah. I have to watch him win over my family. Right. Yes. Oh, it's yes. like a complete rewrite. Now we're actually just going to ask Gabe to act like Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I and love this idea. Yeah. God, we should, I hope somebody will let us do that one day. It's okay. just going to cut to scenes Caster, of Tom I knew Brady. Caster Troy was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. Uh, that's me. brilliant. It's the best. All right, this one I think is going to be a little fun because hard. it's two Nick Cage characters played. Yeah. It's the movie adaptation. Th shout out Gabe for reminding us of this. So many awards, right? Didn't this one yeah. win all the awards? Brilliant movie. Yeah. Amazing movie. Directed by Spike Jones, starring Nick Cage as both Charlie and Donald Kaufman, identical <laughs> twin brothers. How are we casting this? I mean, I, Gabe, this one's I'll, tough. Uh, yeah, I, so I got help on this one. Oh, okay. um, because I, I I was texting with a friend about what we were doing, and he's more of a dork than any of us. <laughs> and so he he made this suggestion. I told him how much I love the movie adaptation. He might love it even more. So he said, hey, you know, it's all about a sort of a, a split personality. It's like two versions of the same guy. So go with someone who's kind of streaking inconsistent. There's first half guy, then there's the second half. They, mm. they don't seem like the same person. Also, I would say... As I recall in the plot, there's a, the writers have, don't have a lot of discipline. It's hard to get them to sit down and do the job of writing the book. They're struggling with that. Okay. And so what we've learned is these are traits that Kyler Murray has as well. Kyler Murray is kind of one thing in the first half, another in the second. I can't get him to sit down and focus on the independent study that he needs to do. I think he'd evolve into this role very nicely. Wait a minute. I have a stupid question. Mm. Isn't it two people? Yes, it is. So okay, good. Mm -hmm. but, no, because halfway through your to, explanation, I thought, "Oh my god, did I not get the movie?" He <laughs> has to inhabit two different mindsets, though. Gotcha. They're very yes, different yes. twins. So I think Kyler could convincingly be two opposite types of people. So I look. There are only so many realistic 
people that I could have filled this role with. Um, and the, and the one is so obvious that I almost feel bad even saying it out loud, but it's twin brothers. They have very different personalities. Donald, more of a freeloader, carefree, sort of mm -hmm. is able to go into social situations and dominate and be comfortable. Charlie is the one that's anxiety ridden, um, would prefer Donald take over all that yeah. stuff. I went with Peyton and Eli. That, oh! Yeah. 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 That's yeah, the one that I crossed think, my mind too. You know, yeah. it's easy. They're already brothers, so we don't need that's to. Nice. That's not a stretch, right? They're not twins, but eh, close enough. And I just think, for me, Eli is the more anxious, kind of socially awkward of the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it fits. It fits. I think for me. it fits perfectly. I think. Thank you. I think that casting might actually make this the most watchable movie <laughs> of yeah. the bunch. Oh, for sure. By far. Yeah. I'd no, actually, I would watch that. I'd really like to see that remade with the two of them. Well, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if all these they others weren't. are silly. That one, I think, could could really work. Well, they're probably doing it because they've got seven hundred projects going on at the yeah. same time. So, for all we know, it's in production. That'll just be on during Monday Night Football <laughs> week just four. Randomly. <laughs> I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing Beads's like credit name at the end. Of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I got to put PGA after it, right? And that what the casting people have. Yeah. P dot yeah, G dot yeah. A. Yep. Yeah. Producers mm -hmm. Guild. That's you. That's me. <laughs> PGA. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going back to an oldie. Uh, Raising Arizona. Ooh. Character of H.I. McDonough. Real, a real carefree character, I would say. Like a goofy character. Sure. Ex-convict. The goal is that they're going to uh, kidnap and raise a child. Definitely all the qualities an NFL scout looks for. I, I'm really curious where we're all going with this one. Uh, Gabe, we'll start with you. Good luck. Yeah, you know, I couldn't remember the plot. I just remember this, like, totally dominant personality, you know, scrambling all over the place. Just nothing but, like, unhinged YOLO energy mm. that works. And, and maybe, like, at the end of the day, maybe, like, the all-time great mm. for this guy and we could be looking at an all-time great if he can contain himself in Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen could, could play Ooh, this role. Ooh, that's a good one. So it's like, almost like, like a that, career Nick Cage sense, like this is the potential of something bigger. Just go for it. Like right. the YOLO of like, I don't know, man. I'm just going to run and throw and see what that's happens. I think that's one. what like that, that role takes. I like that. Um, yes, because H.I. McDonough is a, is a, again, Nick Cage has a knack for playing criminals that you love. In this particular case, he's a career criminal, but not not on the level of like a murderer, right. just mm -hmm. sort of an idiot, like that just has done criminal things his whole life. It's a Coen Brothers production, so you automatically yep. know it's quirky and eccentric. Holly Hunter plays the ex-cop. They fall in love during a mugshot photo taking situation, yada, yada. Now, I've changed a little bit because in this version, it's sort of bad guy swoops in, falls in love with good girl. They decide to hatch this ridiculous plot. What I've done is I've taken a good guy swoops in for the good girl and together Ooh. they kidnap a child from a bad guy okay russell wilson ah. and sierra <laughs> okay. and they took a baby from future and they made that baby their baby and according to the interweb future goes on the batter guy side <laughs> Right, so right. I'm gonna, I'm doing that. Look, there's no world in which I could cast Russell Wilson as a criminal. Anything? Who are we kidding? Maybe some of his outfits have been a fashion faux pas, but that's about it. But for me, I was just like, all right, I took it literally on the stealing of the baby. Sure. Well, in your defense, and that's where I'm going with this one. Like, yeah, remakes tend to be like real reimaginings. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to interpret that fits it how you within want. the context of like this society, the way we live in right now. So, like, I am very much in for your version of Raising Future. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank I, you. I also would say that Russell in his prime had all the same qualities that Josh Allen did. The yup, yep, yup, nope absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Ah, 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 don't ah, do ah, okay. like he that's how he played so that could work that's fair yeah you're right god it's hard um, to remember that but yes i yeah i love both picks the only thing just based on like pure wardrobe and look and based on like some amazing wardrobe choices this season i would just love to see joe burrow in all the outfits mm-hmm. yes yeah i would i mean yeah if you have raising arizona's it's been a minute but it's a good one to go watch. even just getting ready for today i sort of watched a couple of clips and i was like i probably need to rewatch that movie again soon I think it still works. I, I did think to myself, Joe Burrow is like mankind's opposite of Nick Cage. Like um, I, I was trying to think of a way to talk about Joe Burrow. And I was right. like, there's no, they're literally the opposite kind of person. Everything we love about Nick Cage is the opposite of the reasons we love Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is totally cool, contained, never spikes in emotion. Just like, oh, I see. Very consistent dude. And Nick Cage, uh, I think is what like you could do is all like, over the place. Joe yeah. Burrow can play essentially the first ten minutes of every Nick Cage movie. Yes, until he loses his mind, and then yeah. it's like until the age. movie gets good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. 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 And finally, I mean, we're we're talking about all these different characters that Nick Cage can play, mm-hmm. but who can play Nick Cage in mm. the unbearable weight of massive talent? Mm-mm-mm-mm. This one's tough. This because it's the most well it's not his most it's the most recent we know of i know there's more coming out but right this movie is just out not that long ago nick cage playing the part of nick with a k cage in the movie basically himself a very wealthy man who's a super fan pays for his company yada yada turns into fun cia is involved and whatnot so basically it's the story of a man who is forced now to live up to his very own legend. And I hate to do this to Gabe, oh, no. but there is only one current man in the NFL who is on a daily basis, not competing with anyone else, but competing with the very legend he's already set out for himself. And that man is Thomas Bartholomew Brady. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I don't like to use words like legend and Tom Brady all at the same time. It hurts my heart. But I didn't have a choice here. There was only one person. It's also one of those opportunities, because the, the point, a lot of the point of uh, Unbearable Weight is to unpack the lore that is Nick Cage. So this might just be our opportunity to get behind the face of a sociopath exactly. in Tom Brady. Exactly. I, I'm not It's, it's great casting. Nor should you be. Yeah. Nor should you be. You know why I'm not comfortable with it? Because not not just because I have issues with Tom Brady, but sure. because I don't actually think it's the it's right for the role. Mm. I think that the layering of the role requires somebody who at mm. least in his mind is more complex. Like Oh dear. So I actually I think a similar talent but I think this whole thing started because of a guy who showed up dressed as Cameron Poe. But what if really he was dressed as Nick Cage, playing Nick Cage, playing Cameron Poe? He's doing a four-dimensional chess just to mess with us and gaslight us. And the whole time he really was playing the part in Unspeakable Talent, it's Aaron Rodgers. 
That's a yeah. very Andy Kaufman, Kaiser Soze, yeah. who is what, where's what, uh -huh. what's happening situation. It, it, I like it, it. You you really have proven a lot of things are legal in Los Angeles. Actually, that's <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, you're so right, Jerome, because I texted that to a friend and I said, <laughs> I might be stoned, but <laughs> No, dude. It works. I'm no, getting this it. is perfect. I am and not like, stoned, and that made total sense to that me. Makes total full sense. circle. And yeah, no, full circle. I mean, like, and if there was anyone to pull it off, mm -hmm. it's that guy. It's that guy right there. I mean, like, it's such a perfect full circle moment because that completes at least our list of Nick, <gasps> Nick Cage movies. We're going to take another break. Okay. When we come back in our C block, we're going to see if there's anything in your mind that you want to cast. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back. Um, we have casted eight different Nick Cage characters in movies with current and former NFL quarterbacks. Uh, there are a million others that we could be doing, uh, ones that we had to cut off pre-production. Michelle, Gabe, do you have any outliers that you want to bring into the fold? Look, I, Nick, okay, I can't even cast it because my favorite Nick Cage movie is Moonstruck. But okay. for me, one of the originals and an iconic American film that started so many careers and was a glimpse into the future of a lot of big Hollywood names today would be Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everyone yeah. mm -hmm. in that movie played an idiot because it is a <laughs> valley girl sort of 80s dumb dumb look into the high school social hierarchy. So for that, I actually had Justin Herbert, but then I thought to myself, nay, nay. Because as a casting director in Hollywood, as I now fancy myself, I need to always take into consideration as well the aesthetic that we are going for. And for this particular moment in this movie, there was a real surfer dude vibe. I'm going to go Trevor yeah. Lawrence. He'd fit right in. That's I mean, the great. hair is perfect. We need That's no perfect. makeup. He just Love walks it. right in from, from the street. Put him in the fast food gear. It's, yep. yeah. Go. Work. I also had a, a Fast Times ad. Uh, I'm going to go Ooh. with a different quarterback, though, and tell me if you buy that. I love Trevor Lawrence for that That's role. Great I think it'd be terrific. <laughs> for that uh, we might even want to give him a bigger job. He could have been, um, what's his he, name? Sp he could be Spicoli. Spicoli. He could be Spicoli thing. Right. easily. Yeah. He, he might be that good. Okay, so I, Nick Cage's part is very small. As we all very. know, it was just a favor to his uncle. <laughs> but it got him started. Wait, and... was he still using Coppola before? In that... No, Ooh, Valley no, Girl. No. Valley Girl, he no. still had Coppola, I believe. And then right. I think maybe he switched. Okay, fair. Well, in it, though, they want us to believe that he's like a 20-year-old fry chef, right? <laughs> Working <laughs> behind Brad. They, they want us to think he's young, but like, Brad. he's obviously just like a stoned nobody, and he's basically irrelevant in the movie. 
So I'm going to say he's Mac Jones. He's just there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that and is so way, hurtful. I'm not believing that he's 21 years old. Like that, that guy's 35. Wow. First of all, Nick Cage has looked 35 since he was seven. Yeah. That's actually science. He got right, science right, 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 35 right. all the way to 35 <laughs> and ever since. Yeah, he's looked the same since day one. Okay, that's rude to Mac that's Jones. That's good. Okay, I mean, like, I, just because we're talking fast times and you mentioned that, I just, I think I want Mac Jones in the Judge Reinhold role. Ooh, that's a good role. I don't that think whole he can thing do is it. good. I, I don't know that he can handle it, but just like on the kind of vibe, I guess. Does he have the I range? Think. We don't know. Also, I think we just like casted a blockbuster Super Bowl commercial. That right? is a parody of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We are living in 80s nostalgia right now. So now yeah. cash it in and you're welcome. And we also want to cut of that. All these <laughs> great ideas we've had here. Um, wait, it, Gabe, do you yeah. have. OK, only because I cheated and I looked, but like Matchstick Men. Which one is that? Matchsticks Men? Yeah. yeah. Matchstick Men. Stick Men. Yeah. Yeah. Matchsticks yeah. Men. No, no. Yeah, there's no. It? It's not Matchsticks. I don't think. It's not. Yeah, it is. No, How many matchsticks is it? We're saying the same thing. Matchsticks, men. No, you're not saying the same thing. <laughs> no, you're saying matchsticks, men. It's matchsticks, Yes, stick exactly. Men. Well, right. That was the movie where he, <laughs> like, it's him and his daughter. I don't really remember the plot. Oh! Yeah, Sam Rockwell's in it. They're yes. con men. They're con yes. men, yeah. It's a great movie. They're conning every... Yeah, Got matchsticks, it. men. See it, everyone. Okay. I, I don't really have any perfect person for the con man sort of role, right. but uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I don't, is he for real? Like, and he's got an understudy <laughs> that people want to replace him with. I, I could see I, that. I'm not sure. I, I don't want to call him a con man. He's been around in the league for a long time, but I'm, I think he's kind of been faking us out for a while. All right. Well, then where Matchstick, are we going to put Chase Matchstick's Daniel? Men, Matchstick's Men's an underrated movie. It's a great movie. Chase yeah. Daniel probably has a role in that too, because he's pulled off uh, the, Chase ultimate Daniel. What a, the ultimate what a con. What a hero. <laughs> Uh, I have one for the Family Man. Um, okay. Family Man, if you haven't seen it, was pretty good. Nick Cage married to Taylioni, just a good old-fashioned American family. Wakes up one day, he's living his other dream life, the one where he's a rich single dude living in Manhattan with no worries, no cares, just sexy, sexy, sexy. Um, and so for that, I'm also going to take a page from the past. I'm going to go with a man who is definitely a family man, but probably has had maybe one or two thoughts about what could have been. Mm. Philip Rivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's thought about it. He's definitely thought you about it. You can't have that many kids and not <laughs> wonder can't. what it would have been like. <laughs> he's like literally the family man. Honestly, even yeah. currently, I think like this is also another, another opportunity for Russell Wilson to get in the mix. Ooh, just to give him yeah. his alternate reality. He's got a diversity to him, Russell Wilson. He could play mm -hmm. a lot of different roles in the Nick yeah. Cage universe. Yeah. So there you go. I like that. I think we nailed this. I, I got one more this. here. Drew, oh, yeah. I need your help. Is there any particularly uh, absurd, like in this 10-year run here where like everything he makes is straight to DVD or Ooh, streaming yeah, or whatever? Is there the any one with the, really... with the skeleton firehead that he throws off the motorcycle? What's that one? No, that's Ghost Rider. That Ghost Rider, dope. there's that. No. A Wicker Man. That's... Ooh. I'm talking even worse. Like, never worse saw a movie screen, you know, made in the um, last few years. Ooh. Well, he had well, that really good matter. one last year. Right. Any one of Whichever those. one it is, those two. How, how about we call this, Gabe, straight to DVD, Nick Cage? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, he was in a real rut, and I would say, for all of those roles, mm -hmm. let's just make Carson Wentz that. <laughs> wow. Why is yeah. Carson Wentz taking he's, an L right he's here? He's taking L's, dude. I'm good tired Lord. of Carson Wentz. What just pa happened? Paige actually is offering us this fun fact. 
in the 2010s, Nick Cage did 29 direct-to-video movies. Yeah, okay. Wait, let's yeah. just plug Carson Wentz into all of those. Shout Do you know how much debt Nick Cage has been in? <laughs> Cash he owes checks, money to Carson everybody. Wentz and Nick Cage. Like, didn't yeah. he buy some artifact, some ridiculous like 80 million year old artifact, and then the government of like Mongolia went and tracked him down? They're like, you got to give that back to us. Like the dude is living a life in real life that very <laughs> much could be one of his movies. It's kind it's of national treasure to me. Yeah. And also, I would like to say, because for all those straight to DVDs that he did in that really long stretch of time, the movie Pig that came out either last yeah. year or the year before, Chef's Kiss was perfect. And I loved it so much. That, that was on Charlie list. Whitehurst. I just don't know how we could possibly cast it. That. No, I, Charlie Whitehurst. That was it. Oh, Charlie, there you go. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Charlie Whitehurst getting yeah, a role. Got the hair. <laughs> the hair's already in there. Wow. These are the things that live in my brain, Gabe. I can't do anything about it. I did not see him getting brought up. <laughs> Neither did he. <laughs> I, I have no explanation. Time. This this is actually for one of the movies we had, but for whatever reason, National Treasure, I wanted to cast Johnny Unitas. Oh my god! <laughs> well, he is an American hero. Um, yeah, just like, like throw it out all Benjamin together. Gates. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love doing these. You guys, this so much great. fun. All right, wait. I'm going to tell everybody if you disagree, or as we're going to definitely hear, we forgot this one. We didn't forget it. We just didn't have time. But reach out six three one three nine seven zero four. Zero three. Let us know about what you think and who should play Nick Cage in any one of his beautiful movies. Guys, it's been real. Gabe, Jerome, peace out.